Welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, host of the Locked On Podcast Network. You already know who it is. It's me, Miller Thomas. You can check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com to check out all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my video work to my graphic design to my photography. You can go to my website and check it all out if you want to see what I'm up to. Now for today's show, for the first segment today, we're going to continue our Spotlight Player of the Day as we look at a new Spotlight Player every day until opening day of the Arizona Diamondbacks season. So we'll take a new player from their roster every day and just break him down pretty much. Uh, his goods and his bads, his best case, worst case scenario for the new season. So today's player for that game, for segment one, it's not even a game, for the, but today's player for that will be Ketel Marte, fan favorite. So I know you guys are going to be excited about that. Then for segment number two today, we got a new game for this Wednesday. The game is called Where We At Wednesdays. And basically, I'll take a look at the standings every Wednesday and just see where the Dimebacks are at and give you an update, talk about their season so far, what they need to do to progress. And since the season hasn't started yet, we'll just do where we at right now, heading into the season. You know, what are people saying about us and how do we feel about the team in general? But before that, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% of men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, are the, are, plus our rates are the most reasonable around. So email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And let's get connected. Okay. So for segment number one today, we're going to continue our spotlight review We'll pick a different Diamondback player every day until opening day. Today's Diamondback player is none other than Ketel Marte, fan favorite, probably the best player on the Diamondbacks last season. At least I think so. I'm pretty sure many of you would agree with me. Uh, Ketel Marte, he actually had one of the best seasons, arguably in Diamondbacks history, compared to, you know, Goldie, who is a fan favorite here, franchise player. We all know about Paul Goldschmidt and Ketel Marte's season last year was just phenomenal. He batted 329, 32 homers, 90 plus runs scored, uh, 90 plus runs scored and 90 plus RBIs, 187 hits, uh, OBP 390, and a 6.9 wins above replacement. The guy was an absolute freak last season, and MLB Network actually ranked him as the number one second baseman right now in baseball. Uh, they took into account your last two years, starting in the 2018 MLB season, but focused, uh, majority, ma- focused the majority of it on the 2019 season in terms of your offense, defense, you know, advanced metrics, things like that. And they determined that uh, Ketel Marte is the second baseman right now, the second best. No, the best second baseman right now. A little bit of a tongue twister there. And I can't disagree with him. I mean, he was a stud last year. I just rattled off his numbers. The man was a beast. He was a first-time All-Star. 
And if you want to win a bar bet with your friends, ask them what place in MVP voting did Ketel Marte finish because he finished fourth in MVP voting, which I don't think a lot of people realize, and he probably would have finished even higher if the Dimebacks uh, won, the di- uh, won the division or even just made the playoffs last season. He probably could have been top three, maybe top two, maybe number one in MVP voting last season. And I just love this guy, Ketel Marte, just because he's so young. He's still a controllable asset, and he just has such a bright future ahead of him after the way he played last season. He's given us so, he's given us so much hope for the future after this team we put together in the offseason. He makes us really believe that he can be a franchise-caliber player and lead us to the playoffs and give us that second World Series title after that 2001 World Series title. You know, uh, teams in the Valley here have been starving for a championship and just playoff success in general for a long time. So I truly believe Ketel Marte could bring the good times back to the Valley. Uh, Ketel Marte would just, you just can't say enough about him. I mean, he was acquired in that trade with the Seattle Mariners that saw us send Gene Segura, outfielder Mitch Haniger, and lefty Zach Curtis to the Mariners, and that right there was just a straight-up fleece by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gene Segura continued to be an all-star with the Mariners, but as we all know, (laughs) the Mariners are just habitually uh, bottom dwellers in the MLB. They didn't make the playoffs at all with Gene Segura, and obviously in baseball, one player can't get you there, but he was an all-star, and he just left this offseason and signed with the Philadelphia Phillies, so they don't have him anymore to hang their hats on. Mitch Haniger has been an average, you know, uh, has been a replacement level player for the uh, Seattle Mariners. And Zach Curtis has yet to really show us what he can do in this league. He's only he's still only 27 years old, but he hasn't been the pitcher most people would have expected. And then when you look at what the Arizona Diamondbacks got in return in that trade, they got Taiwan Walker, who's probably the prized prospect in that trade, the centerpiece of the trade. And that's actually crazy because he's currently a free agent right now, still only 27 years old himself, still has uh, some great seasons of success in baseball. But with the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks, he didn't do much. His first season in the Diamondbacks, he had 28 starts, hit a sub-3-6 ERA. He was pretty great with the Diamondbacks, had a pretty great year, pretty solid all the way around. You know, he would have been a nice piece to keep for the future, but unfortunately, he couldn't stay on the field, limiting uh, just to less than five starts the last two seasons with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they let him go this offseason. I saw some recent reports saying his arm hasn't looked too good or lively in recent uh, pitching outings for teams. So you could, we could call that a wash between Taiwan Walker and Gene Segura. But you can't call it a wash with Mitch Haniger. And you could even throw in Zach Curtis in there for what we got for Ketel Marte. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I there's nothing there's nothing else to say about Ketel Marte. He's been a stud ever since he's been with the D-backs. Last year he led the league in triples and he just seems to keep getting better as time moves on. He even batted 298 with the runners in scoring position, so you know he can get it done. He plays majority of the game up the middle, and that just not that just doesn't mean shortstop and second base. He also plays a lot of center field, so a very versatile player. 
He'll play mostly, primarily second base this season now that the D-backs acquired Sterling Marte. And those two are just going to be a dynamic duo in the lineup. Ketel Marte is probably going to bat second again because that was uh, he batted mostly primarily first and second in the lineup this year, and he'll probably bat mostly second this year in the lineup with Starling Marte most likely leading off. And I think that Marte Parte is just going to be dynamic this year. You're going to see home runs flying all over Chase Field. You're going to see runs saved. You're going to see bags stolen. I truly believe you're going to see it all from the Marte Parte. And I just think we're going to have a great season ahead of us for Keltel, for Ketel Marte as we just had this past one. And I think he's on the road to make himself a future Hall of Famer in this league. Of course, if he can stay healthy, that's always the preface. It. But I think he showed a lot last season, like a majority of the players on this D-backs roster. People think he's primed for regression. But I think if he just keeps his head on straight and just keeps doing what he does, he will have another phenomenal season with the Arizona Diamondbacks upcoming in 2020. Now, stay tuned for segment number two coming up. Well, we have Where Are We Wednesdays, the first game, or Where We At Wednesdays, already the first game of uh, the first game ever on a Wednesday here. I'm already messing up the names, I'm butchering it, but it's gonna be called Where We At Wednesdays. And I'll just take a look at uh, the standings, give you a quick update where we are in terms of the baseball realm. But we'll get back to segment number two after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Dimebacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Dimeback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener. A locked on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well educated with a disposable income, then let's put your company right here on the Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, that's the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning back to segment number two today. Today, we're starting our new Wednesday game. We're going to... We're going to call it Where We At Wednesdays. I'll take a look every Wednesday at the standings, give you an update as to where we are in the standings, how the Dimebacks look in terms of uh, the overall realm of baseball compared to the other teams. And it'll just be a general update just on how the team is feeling, looking, just sitting in their division and overall conference. And since the season hasn't started yet, obviously, we're just going to do a where are we at Wednesdays for right now, heading into the season? What are people saying about us? And just overall, how do we feel and look heading into the 2020 MLB season? So I got some things here. There might be They might be called a little clickbaity because uh, they're MLB power rankings. Everyone likes to look at MLB power rankings and get their debate on with their friends. So I got a couple of power rankings here for you. And I'll let you uh, I'll let you simmer on them for a little bit. 
you can think about uh, how the rest of the country views the Arizona Diamondbacks. So MLB.com has the D-backs ranked 11th behind the Philadelphia Phillies. And Bleacher Report has the Arizona Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks ranked 16th. So that's an aggregated number. If I take the median, I think I can do that in my head. That's 14, right? Uh, 12, 13, 14 and a half. Almost got my math wrong there. But yeah, that's 14 and a half. And that's middle of the pack. I mean, that's how the team, uh, people look at the Diamondbacks as a middle of the pack team, average team. And I'm not saying that they're right. But I don't think they're wrong either. I would say the Diamondbacks aren't that upper tier, that upper echelon team, but they're not. <laughs> no, they're not near the bottom as well. I would, I would personally have them in that nine to twelve range. You know, so I would have them a little bit closer. I would have them basically in the top third of the league. I think that's a nice, respectable ranking for them. I mean, considering they're on the cusp of the playoffs last year. They've been pretty competitive the last four years under Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello. They've been consistently putting a quality product on the field, even though that may not be a World Series contender. The games are always competitive, and they're always in it till the very end. So I think they are a very solid team, and it's yet to be determined how good they're going to be in the upcoming season, but I do think they'll be pretty solid. And if anything, I think they can be a playoff team, a wild card team in this upcoming 2020 MLB season. And then to go along with their major league roster, they have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Bleacher Report ranked them as the eighth best farm system in the MLB. And if we take a look at, uh, some of the things they said about the Arizona, Dime, Arizona Dimebacks farm system. They said we have one top 25 player, one top 25 prospect in Christian Robinson. They said Alec Thomas and Dalton Var shows a top, or each top 50 prospects, with Geraldo, per, <laughs> Geraldo Perdoma being a top 100 prospect. So the Dimebacks definitely have some studs in their farm system who we might see later in this year. Dalton Varsho is probably the most likely one considering he's 23 years old and he's a catcher. The Diamondbacks already have Carson Kelly, but they can always use another catcher like Dalton Varsho who can play all over the field, a little little bit in the infield, a little bit in the outfield. So he's a pretty versatile player. So you might see him during the MLB season, whether uh, whether it's because of injury or because just of lack of production. By a team now. This uh, this article written by the Arizona Snake Pit by Michael McDermott uh, listed out basically how he believes the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, have a path to 90 wins and a wild card spot in uh, the 2020 MLB season. I'll just read you a few of the ways he believes we can get there. He basically thinks these are the things that need to happen so we can get back to the playoffs, 90-plus wins and a wild card spot. I'll give you my opinion on what I think uh, some of these are. I'll give you my, basically my opinion on what he says we have to do. And I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, I agree with some of these. Some of these you've heard me mention myself. So let's get right into it. And then obviously you can judge for yourself whether you think these things are even necessary to the Diamondbacks being a contender 
for the playoffs in the 2020 MLB season. So the first one he has written down is Ketel Marte's 2019 is the new normal. Obviously, we just spent the first segment breaking down how phenomenal of a player he was uh, in his third season with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I do believe if his 2019 is the new normal for 2020, he will again be an MVP candidate, and he will be one of the reasons why, or maybe the main reason, why the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the playoffs again. So I definitely agree with that first statement by McDermott. Second one he has is overall team defense is still excellent. Under Mike Hazen, one of the strengths has been the defense. Five members of the 2019 team won gold gloves. And then with the addition of Starling Marte, two-time gold glove winner, I think the defense is only going to get better. So, and if it doesn't get better, I think it'll at least stay the same, still be consistent. So I definitely agree with that. I think that's just a constant. I don't even think you have to mention that. So I definitely expect the defense to be as good as it was last season. He says, as the next bull point, Madison Bumgarner has a career year at age 30. This one I don't totally agree with. I mean, I mean, if he has a career, a career year, of course, that's going to be huge in making the playoffs. I think if he just has a year comparable to any of the seasons he had with the Giants when he was considered a Cy Young candidate, I think that's all we need. Uh, just make sure I, we just need him to be an ace of the rotation. If he can be that, a 30-plus start guy, a 3-3-3 sub ERA guy, I think that will be great. And if he still continues to strike out over 200 guys a season, I think that's all we need for him uh, from him. Now this next bull, uh, bullet point by McDermott is actually one of my favorites. He, <coughs> he says, Zach Gallen, excuse me, excuse me, has a breakout season. I mean, you guys heard on my podcast last week that I think Zach Gallen is the guy who should be low-key the number two or number three start in this rotation, probably closer to the number two. I, I've been gushing about Zach Allen. Love this guy. Love what he's done so far with the Arizona Diamondbacks and his small sample size. I think he has potential to be an all-star pitcher with the Diamondbacks, and I think he could be the ace of the staff as uh, Madison Bumgarner starts to enter his golden years. This next bull point is that Dalton Varsho makes an immediate impact at the plate. We just talked about him a little bit. I don't agree with this one wholeheartedly just because Arizona Diamondbacks do have Carson Kelly. They have a lot of other guys on the roster who have been pretty solid. Of course, if any of them regress, I can see Varsho getting some playing time, but right off the bat, I don't think this one is a major need or a critical need for the Arizona Diamondbacks if they want to get back into the playoff hunt and eventually make it as a make it at least as a wild card team in the 2020 season. And then this last bullet point he has here is Archie Bradley leads the NL in saves. And I don't necessarily agree with this one either. I do think Archie Bradley needs to be better in the 2020 season, of course, be more consistent. But I do think if he does uh, start to have a great season, a bounce-back season, he could be traded at the deadline. So I don't even necessarily know if he's going to be on this team come the playoffs. But if he is on the team come the playoffs, I think a big reason would be because of his bounce-back season. But I don't think it's critical. I don't think he needs to lead the NL, lead the National League in saves for them to make the playoffs. And those were McDermott's bullet points. So most of them I agree with. None of them I totally, uh, totally disagree with. Some I think are just not as critical or necessary as some of the other things he's written down. But overall, the article is solid, and I agree with most of it. 
Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast hosted by me, Miller Thomas, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, tune in tomorrow where I'll have more Dimebacks coverage, news, and insight. But if your company's interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast right now. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. So email LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com so we can get hooked up together. Now, you guys are going to want to tune back in tomorrow for Thursday's show as we'll be spotlighting another player. Tomorrow will be Eduardo Escobar as a spotlight player. And we'll introduce you to, to our new Thursday game. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil what it is, so you have to tune back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.